We're in a series called Spirit, Soul, and Body. And the, uh, the point of this series is to get you in the spirit. We live too much in our flesh, in our mind, and not in the spirit. And uh, guess what? Living in your flesh gets you in trouble. And if you don't renew your mind with the Word of God, you'll be off kilter. You'll be doing your own thing. And God wants you to walk in the Spirit. He wants you to fulfill the calling that you have on your life and to do the will of God. So, Father, we thank you that you speak to us today by your Word, that you help me, Lord God, to convey this message that people would receive it in the good soul of their heart and live by it every day of their life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. So you look at the notes of 1 Thessalonians 523 is our golden scripture. It's what we're standing on. And uh, it says a lot, but it says, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. It means separate you. That's not really what we're talking about. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming, so he wants your body holy, he wants your mind holy, and he wants your spirit holy. But there's three parts is what we're talking about. You're a body, you're a soul, and you're a spirit. Your spirit should be king. There it is. They're going to put up there. Your soul is your servant. That's your mind. Your mind should serve you, should serve your spirit. And your body's supposed to be your slave. Remember, we talked about this. No, no, now, let's go ahead and say it now because somebody has come up to me and said, well, you know, your soul and your spirit's the same thing. No, it's not. It's hard to distinguish between the two, but you're a spirit. And Jesus said that you must be born again, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Because remember, and we'll, we'll get to those scriptures in just a minute, what spirit is spirit. And Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. And so you got to recognize how you're going to feed your spirit. If his words are spirit and life, you feed your spirit with the word of God. Okay. And so that's the title of our sermons. We're discerning the Spirit. And, uh, but number one, we'll go back over uh, real quick. Man is three parts. And body, soul, and spirit. The Spirit is the supernatural side. Come on. There ought to be some supernatural things happening in your life. Brother was telling me that he was in the right place at the right time. It was God this morning. He was in the right place at the right time and just happened to be there, and we'll tell that story another time. But I have been in the right place at the right time, and it was God. All, God did it. And so you ought to have some supernatural things to, to learn to be led by your spirit. You, you may think it, you know, well, I need to go over here. I need to go over there. When I was in sales and, and I didn't have nothing going on that day particularly, I would say, okay, Holy Spirit, guide me now. I'm going to drive down the road till I get a witness where I'm supposed to pull in and go in and sell something to somebody instead of going to every door. You ought to do that to get somebody saved. All right, Holy Spirit, help me. Guide me today. Who needs Jesus? Who's hungry for Jesus? There are people that are hungry for Jesus. Some of them don't know it until they start talking to you. If they argue with you, they're not hungry for Jesus. And love you. See you later. You're getting in the flesh when you argue with them. You're not in the spirit. And so, so, so I want to remind you that the Lord formed our bodies out of the dust of the ground and, and breathed into the nostrils of man, and he became a living being or a speaking spirit. 
Remember, your dog has, has a soul. Your, your horse has a personality if you got one. Cows even have a personality. Birds, but they're not a spirit. They don't have a spirit. We have a spirit. That's why we can dominate the earth. We're called to dominate the earth by our spirit. Man's in control of the earth. Why all a lot of bad things are happening. Governments are in control, not God. Because man won't let God be in control. They won't get in the spirit. I'm going to let you on a little secret. People like power. People like to be in charge. They want to tell you what to do. A lot of them want to be pastors. A lot of them want to be on the deacon board so I can rule the church. Jesus is supposed to rule the church. We've got to be led by God. And, and if, if God's in, in charge, then things begin to grow and lives begin to change because people are learning to get in the spirit. It's when you're in your soul, the solical man. Let me tell this joke real quick. The Bible says we, we're made from dust, we go back to dust. And that's why men don't dust. It may be somebody close to them that they know. Just, just helping you out is why you're wondering why your husband. The other things we have a soul. Right up here, this is the battleground for your life. Your solical man. And you have to, you have to renew your mind with the word of God. Now, back in the when I was a kid, uh, every teacher, uh, every Sunday school teacher, all the people who I knew who were Christians, they were pouring into me to do what's right. Today, it's not all that. People on the street tell you, just do what you feel, feel, and it's good. No, you got to live by the Word of God. And it's the funnest and most, most powerful thing you can do is to live by the Word of God because if you live by your own desires, you end up being an alcoholic or a drug addict or prostitute or uh, that's where people get off you know i used to tell the youth nobody when you know you, know, you go ask the little kids what you want i want to be a fireman i want to be a nurse nobody says i want to grow up and live in a culvert underneath the bridge nobody ever says that how did they get there they live by their flesh and by their solical man people get in trouble we get in trouble i get in trouble when i live by my soul my soul, I'm just as fleshly as anybody out there in the culprit because I have to keep my flesh under control. So do you. And the Bible says we can by the power of the Holy Spirit to learn to live in the Spirit. Notice the confession we have over our kids that they'd be strong in spirit. I pray over you to be strong in spirit today. And I started it off because, you know, John said I was in the Spirit of the, on the Lord's day. And he wrote the book of Revelation. He was caught up. When is the last time you were in the Spirit? You should be in the Spirit at least once a week, if not every day. You should be endeavoring to get in the Spirit. And if you can't remember the last time you were in the Spirit, you've been living by your soul command, and you have enough control to do what's right, and you had not killed nobody and been sent to prison yet. But if you let your soul command go and your flesh go, that's how people kill somebody. But if you learn to be able to get into the Spirit and just start talking to God and, come on, lose yourself, can you lose your body, your soul of command, and your spirit and worship? Oh, that's a good song. You're so good. That's a good song. I like this song. God, you're, you're not in the Spirit. You're still up here. This is my favorite song. What's that got to do with it? It's, it's when you worship, we're endeavoring to get into spirit so we can hear God and get strong in our spirit, man.
A lot of people are like, or a lot of people, during worship, they ain't in the spirit. They texting their buddy at some other church or some other across town. Oh, you're going to watch a game today? Yeah, I'm going to. Where y'all going to eat at? I'll meet y'all at Burger King. Good luck. We have got to endeavor to get in the spirit. As I preach, you should be listening to your spirit because the Holy Spirit's the teacher. He gives me what to say, but he builds on it. He's the teacher. And we got to endeavor. If you stay mad all the time, guess what? You're not in the spirit. If you're frustrated at your job, you're not in the spirit. If you're frustrated with your kids, you're not in the spirit. And your kids and your spouse can pull you out of the spirit in no time. You know? When the kids throw up, it's hard to maintain being walking in the spirit. Somebody's got to clean it up. That was my job. I can do it anyway. Anyway, let's just keep going. Let's dig in. I'm, I'm dabbling now, ain't I? Remember, we have a soul, your mind, will, and emotions. They're important. I'm not saying your emotions are not important, but you have to control your emotions. God is emotional. We're made in his image. Without emotions, if you go out to eat today, you couldn't order on the menu. It don't matter what I get. Just give me something that will sustain me. With no emotion, you're going to eat oatmeal with no sugar, no butter, no milk. It'd just be gruel, you know. You don't have to have anything. Who cares if it tastes good? But notice that we can eat ice cream and it affects our emotions. Start smiling. Watch a kid, man. Give them an M&M. Their eyes light up. You know, and so that's your emotions, how food affects your emotions, what you watch. So, so our body has uh, five senses, hearing, seeing, smelling, taste, and touch. It affects your solical realm. Y'all smell that? Whew, that reminds me when I was in the second grade, my teacher gave me a spanking. Just on a smell. Bad memory come back on a smell. What? That's your solical man. You, why you can't forgive yourself of stuff you've done in your past is because it's in your solical man and you can't let it go. You got to cut that cord on that memory because God's not remembering it. Okay? Your spirit man is forgetting it. Your spirit man, it's the solical man that holds on to all the trauma. It's like, you know, you ever, like riding a bucking bull, a bucking bull. Anybody ever rode a bucking horse? Everybody been thrown? I have. I've been thrown several times. <laughs> that horse wasn't in the spirit. <laughs> well, you know, a nod or two on the head will straighten them up a little bit sometimes, or they'll kick you in the teeth. But hey, we have got to maintain walking in the spirit. So, let, let, let's, 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 let's dig in. I, I, want to, uh, I want to play a video that I found. Now, before we play the video, let me, let me set it up. Uh, there are people chasing the spirit realm more than you, and I'm talking demonic. But I want to show you a video, and this guy was like number three on the East Coast all the way to Jamaica all the way. Uh, in, in the demonic realm, he was a Satan worshiper. And we're going to watch his testimony, and, and we're gonna, he's going to demonstrate the power of God to us. So let's watch this video. I'll give, give you a scenario, right? One, one day I was in my building, right? I'm coming down. I was going to get lunch or something like that, right? I was a devil worshiper. I was the third high-ranked devil worshiper in New York City. My, my connection was from New York City to Cuba, from Cuba to Miami, Haiti, and back to New York. 
I ran regions. I did witchcraft on people. I was drinking animal blood. I was cutting myself, drinking my blood. I was staying all night doing rituals, demonic rituals. I was living a crazy witchcraft, but actually projecting, cursing neighborhood, cursing region. That's the life. I came out of my building one afternoon. There was a group of people that were standing in the corner. And I was like, where that lousy music is coming from? So I went over there and I was half demon possessed. Go over there to attack them. It was the Nikki Cruz uh, young people uh, called Truce from Nikki Cruz uh, Ministries. When I went over to attack them, they had the, like this wall of fire around them. And, they, and, and, and what they had was at the time, I didn't know, but today I know the Holy Spirit pushed me back. And it pushed me back. I couldn't believe the strength that pushed me back spiritually. And, and I started almost to cry. I couldn't believe. For the first time, I felt my heart was a human. I felt like something grabbed me. I couldn't shake it off. And it, so what I had, the powers that I had for 25 years, couldn't penetrate who these young people were. Mm. And they were singing gospel. They were, they were giving testimony. And they were sharing the word. That's what they were doing. And that it was enough to push me back and put me in my place. So... They were young people, worshiping, testifying, talking about Jesus, and he was going in with all his power to wreck their little party they were having outside, and he couldn't even touch them. Now, you have the power of God. Quit selling yourself short. Don't let your mind sell yourself short. Don't let your body get you in the shakes, but you need to start serving God and recognizing that there's power in, the, in, the, in your salvation. There's power in Jesus. I mean, he was, did you hear what he said? He was drinking animal blood to get more power, drinking his own blood to get more power. But he could not wreck what the young people were doing. That's the power of God. And it, and, and it drove the devil out of him, and he said, I felt like a human. There's spiritual warfare going on, people. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's like, get involved. God said, get in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but it also, you will, not, you will help other people bring deliverance because of the kindness and the love and the power of God on your life. I mean, you know, people, I don't know about that devil stuff. I don't know about this God stuff. It's all real. It's how deep you want to go. You can live in your mind and, and, and see, that's why there's so much supernatural stuff on TV. It's because it's trying to make you think, well, it ain't, nothing's real. Nothing's real. People get delivered. Well, they probably wasn't really, they, they, you know, people got uh, delivered from drugs. Well, they probably really wasn't hooked on drugs like I am. Or people get healed, supernatural healing. Ah, uh, well, are, are you being in the right place at the right time and learning to be led by the Spirit of God and walking with God? And so I, I want us to dig in on this. And let's go ahead and read John 3, 3. And uh, it says, and Jesus answered, this is Nicodemus, who was a, who was a, uh, a scholar of the Word, who was... Uh, a Pharisee, and the Pharisees memorized Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He memorized them. Yeah, he knew the word. Genesis 1 through 3 ought to tell you everything about life if you really learn to dig in and understand it. And he said, Jesus is telling him you must be born again. And, and he said, most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And because of time, I'm going to drop down to verse 6 and 7. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you that you must be born again. So your spirit has to be recreated. And the hardest people to reach who have been taught, like me growing up, that you got to do what's right. You got to do what's right. You got to do what's right. And so you do what's right, and you think you're okay. But you must be born again. 
And then people want to do good works because it makes them feel good. And they hope God feels good about them because they're doing good works. Because let me help you, Miss Becky. I want to help you. Well, I'm really trying to make myself feel good because I want to do a good work. I think I'm doing God's work. But God really, you do good works out of walking in the Spirit. Because when you do good works out of your mind and out of your flesh, you're just trying to please yourself. And hopefully you hope it pleases God. It's not good works. It's being born again. It's being born of the Spirit. And again, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. And we'll talk next Sunday about building our spirit and, and growing up in the Spirit and, and walking in things. So let's, let's go to number two. There is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Those who walk in the Spirit, Romans 8, 1, and that's what it says. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Go ahead and put number one back up there in case anybody needs to know how to spell condemnation. You can feel it, can't you? Even though you don't even know how to spell it, you can feel condemnation. I'm not preaching condemnation. Condemnation is a jail that will bind you and lock you up. Get out of that jail of condemnation. Jesus is not condemning you. Okay? Your mind will condemn you and the devil will go, you know you're not good enough. You know you're done right. Man, he used to crawl in bed with me and you know you're not good enough. Why are you trying to serve God? As a teenager, these were thoughts rolling through my mind. Why are you trying to serve God? And then he would point to this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one in my family. This one, this one, this one, this one in my family. This one, why don't you just do like them? But I always gravitated to the ones that live for Jesus in my family. And God will show you. God will show you who's praying for you in your family. But even if you say, well, I don't know if I have anybody, look around. There's people right here that will pray for you, people right here that you can lean on. So there's no condemnation. I want to, let's talk about that just for a minute. It's called position. When you become a child of God, when you become born again, you become a child of God, you're in the family of God, you're in God's family, he becomes your father, and you have a position in him. And then that position it's been imparted to you righteousness, and you may not feel righteous, you may not smell righteous, you may not look righteous, you may not taste righteous, but I want to tell you, you're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. It's called position. And that's why you can't live by feelings, because you may wake up tomorrow morning and you don't feel like going to work. And you, you may not feel like going to work, but they're going to feel like firing you. And you may not feel like you're saved. But it don't matter. We don't live by feelings. We live by the truth of God's Word. I have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I believe in Him. I believe in the, the work of the cross. I believe He lived a perfect life. I believe He was born of a virgin. I believe He did miracles. I believe He rose again on the third day. I am a child of God whether I feel like it or not. Okay? So establish that. Number, number three. Uh, let me get there. We find life in peace in our mind when our mind is set on the Spirit. We find life in peace. When you walk in the Spirit, and I, I'm in Romans 8 chapter, 
and, and just, just breaking some of this stuff down in verse 5. It says, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. It was Isaiah. In Isaiah, it says, Woe unto the children who plan a plan that's not of me, says the Lord, to plan a plan to add sin unto sin. That's what your flesh would do. And sin unto sin brings death. You know, partying, getting drunk, whatever. You're in jail. I told last Sunday about the guy in the drunk tank. He got married on Saturday. He's in the drunk tank on Sunday. And his wife said, I ain't married. I'm not staying married to you no more. He passed out in the back seat, and his two buddies robbed the liquor store. And because you're in the car, you get arrested too. Come on, you can't live that way. You got to live in control. You have to live in control because drugs and alcohol are a gateway for demonic spirits. And, I, you know, I'm trying, that's why they call them spirits. In England, they call them spirits. Because you, you, you will do things you wouldn't normally do. It breaks your will down. You get drunk. I've seen the mayor, and I'm talking a big city, and I've seen the police chief, and they go in the bathroom between cars. And I mean, there's, my kids are here. Let me go. You know, I'm, now I'm in, the, I'm in the flesh now. What is wrong with you people? You're so drunk. You're just leaders in the city. You cannot, and, and it breaks down your will. And guess what? You have to maintain the control of your life. God wants us to maintain and to walk in the Spirit. And so we find life in peace when our minds are set on Him. Romans 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Notice, notice, look, look at that there, the last line. To the Spirit, capital S, that's the Holy Spirit, the things of the Spirit. In my, my Bible, it's a little s. It's your Spirit. And so you, you're, you're developing your Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's our helper, but, but we, we can't be carnally minded. And so verse 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death, but spiritually minded is life and peace. If you don't have peace right now, and you don't think your life's in, is, is, is right, I don't care. Everything's not going to clean up. But I don't care. If all hell's breaking loose, you can have life and peace because you're in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And so uh, the flesh will kill you. Verse 7, being carnally minded is an enemy. Your mind can be an enemy to God. And you think you're doing good things, but you cannot. Your mind, you have to control it. The Bible says to bind and chain thoughts. And so uh, it is subject to, you can, it is not subject to the law of God, nor it can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But if you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. So, so, so you can be in a position where you're right with God and you can still live wrong. You can make wrong choices. That's why we have to study the Word of God to know what choices are right. And that's why we bounce scriptures off each other. What do you think about this? Because I'm trying to make a decision. And you bounce it off of somebody and see if they're hearing what you're hearing. Because, you know, you get out there in the world, people living in there, uh, even Christians living in there. Well, uh, Pastor, you can just make the word believe. You can make it say what you want it to say. No, I can't. A lot of people do. But I'm giving you scriptures to back up what I'm telling you or what the Spirit of God's saying. Because in the scripture, guess what? I've used the court of law before. If you're going and suing me, it's my word against yours. But if I have five witnesses, I win. 
the word of God backs itself up. It, it is a witness to itself. You just can't take Judas went and hanged himself and, get, and justify you, you going and hanging yourself. That's not, it doesn't line up. It's just telling you the truth. It may not be a truth for you, but it is the truth of what happened to Judas. You with me? But you can say that if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. That's for everybody. That God wants everybody saved. And that you, when you're in Christ, you're the right, you have right standing with God. That's for everybody. You can grab a hold of that. You know, if I throw you a ball, you got to catch it. If I throw you a promise, you need to catch it. Say, that's mine. So, it's time to get out of the flesh. Quit living by the flesh. What is it? What is it? What is it? You know, I always use, what does the word say? Five greatest words. What does the Bible say? Ten worst words. I just want to do what I want to do. There's ten there. I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah, he's counting them. Can't do that. You can't live that way. We have to live by the word. But I want to tell you, what you give up to serve God, God gives it back. And he gives it back blessed. Care if it's money. I don't care if it's your life. I don't care your job. I've got to do this. I'm, I'm leaving this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this up for God. God, oof, you're in a great place. Because you're sacrificing. You're trying to endeavor to walk in the Spirit. You're trying to be led by the Spirit. So, did we read verse 9? But if you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if in Indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. So let me say this. To all the ch children of God in here, one in the back, one in the front, one on the side, God is not talking to your mind. He's talking to your spirit. He talks to your spirit, man. Now, it, it, sometimes, it comes up out of your spirit, and it comes to your solical man, and you have to get into the Word of God sometimes to discern, is this God, or is it just a good idea I come up with? And most of the time when your flesh don't want to do it, and it's a good idea. It's really a God idea because your flesh don't want to do it. I'm, I'm not talking to her. What would I say? That's your mind. Jesus said, don't worry about what you say. When you get over there to talk to him, I'm going to give you the words. That means my mind is unfruitful. That means my mind is out of the way. I'm like, but I got to control my, I got my, my mind can't be out of the way. I got to be in control. I can't look like a fool. I can't look like an idiot to her. Isn't that your flesh? That's your flesh. But Jesus, you know, John baptizing people in the Jordan, that's the craziest thing. That's what the Pharisees say, craziest thing I've ever seen. Why? Why? Let me say this too. As you read your Bible, the Old Testament people, they weren't saved. Okay? They weren't saved. Only the prophet, the priest, and the king had the Spirit of God rest on them, not live in them. I'm trying to help you here understand how to divide, rightly divide the Word of God. They weren't born again. You ever read the Scripture, and I know you have, that, that, that David said, renew in me a right spirit and take not your Holy Spirit from me. He's wanting to be born again. But he can't be because Jesus hadn't died on the cross for his sins. And he couldn't be born again. But he wanted to renew a right spirit within him. And he said, don't take your spirit because the spirit of God would lift from them. And they'd do fleshly things. David had somebody who stole his wife and murdered her husband. 
But God still called him a man after his own heart. What is that? God's forgiving, kind. He may forgive. We don't. Kind of a hard thing to think about, but it's not. It's like the guy on the cross, but Jesus can't take me. I want to go with you. He said, you'll be with me in paradise. Didn't go to church, no Bible study. Just repented and got saved right there. So, so, so guess what, though? Here's the good news. The New Testament says you're a prophet, you're a priest, and you're a king. You're a prophet of your own life. You're, you're a king and queen of your own life. You're a priest of your own house, of your own self. You can go boldly to the throne of grace. Only priests can go into the Holy of Holies. Not anymore. You can go because you're a child of God. God's your father. You don't have to go in there and be afraid of him. He loves you. Mm-mm. So, God's dealing with our spirit. Number four, the Holy Spirit is our helper. And, and I'm, I'm going to show you a different scripture. Maybe you haven't seen this one before. But in Philippians 2.13, it says, For God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him, and then helping you want to do what he wants. Man. I mean, the Scripture says that God energizes in you and creates in us, in our spirit, a power and a desire to do the will and to do the work of his good pleasure. If that's not burning in you, then you know what? You need to get in the spirit. If that's not, you know what? I want to do God's good pleasure. I, I want to do, I need the power of the Holy Spirit to change me. I need to get a hunger for the Word of God. If you struggle reading the Word of God, if you struggle digging out stuff in the Word of God, you need to ask God to give you a hunger. You're supposed to have it. All right, any parents in here? Yeah, half of y'all parents. When your kid don't eat, do you like, something's up. Something's up. They're not eating. If you're not feeding on God's Word, Jesus said, my words are spirit and life, and you need to be in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and especially John, if you're going into this thing and going deep, you need to get in the Spirit, but you need to hunger for the Word. You need to start looking. And don't just read the Bible. Oh, my goodness, like I did growing up because I got a star on my Sunday school class, and I'm reading my five chapter. I'm going to read the whole chapter, and I read it in less than three minutes. And you could ask me what I got out of it. Nothing. And I had to witness the five people invite them to church. Hey, you, hey, you want to go to church with me? 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 In case somebody said yes, I just, you know, I had to get out of there real quick. It was all works. It was all trying to get my star that I did. I'm a good boy. Give me my star. It's all flesh. But you learn to get into the spirit and get some understanding from the word of God. It changed your life. It, it'll conquer fear. Man, I had all kinds of fears that I didn't recognize until I started trying to get in the spirit. And God said, well, why are you afraid of that? And I'm like, I don't know. It was put in me as a child. Things that, that, that happen, traumas and different things, God will start healing those things when you endeavor to get close to him. It's just like the guy who's, the, 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 you know, he's demon-possessed there. He's drinking blood. He could not get close to the, to the power of God. Those young people didn't even know he was there. I've, I've you know, been there, done that, and don't even know people. God says, look, at, look behind the curtain over there. We, we sang at the state fair one time, and we sang gospel. 
and people were crying. It happened everywhere we went because we were worshiping God. We weren't singing to please the crowd. Let's just say that too. Every commercial is after your soul. Every song that's not about Jesus is after your soul. Okay, okay. I'm going to go there. When they sell Lay's potato chips and she's wearing a bikini walking on the beach eating a bag of Lay's potato chips, number one, them chips ain't going to make you that skinny. Number two, they ain't going to make you desirable either. I need some Lay's potato chips. No, you don't. They're trying to sell you something. I mean, I, I love animals. I love dogs. Even the feed the children, whatever, they make those kids cry or they get pictures of kids crying to touch your emotion so you'll give. Or they got that dog, and he's got the shake there. He's just got a nervous tick. Our dog did that, acted like it was hungry. And every time he saw Lisa, that little beagle would shake that leg and somebody feed that dog. We just fed him. I'll feed him some more. And just messing with her emotions. That beagle had her trained. And the kids go, I just fed the dog. We'll feed it some more. And she'd walk by the window, and it'd do this right here. It was hilarious. It's dealing with your emotional man, your, your emotions. and So you've got to control your emotions. You'll give everything you have away. Somebody said, you know, if you're alive, uh, if, if, you, uh, uh, if you save people drowning, what is it, a life what? Yeah, don't whisper it. Hey, they're not allowed to drown you. You hear me? If you're trying to help somebody, they're not allowed to drown you. They can drown themselves. You're trying to help them, but you can't let them pull you down. We have to maintain our life walk, even though we're called to help people, but we can't let people take us under. Okay? Just a little, that's, that's, that's a little bonus, you know. Number five, and our reason I'm just going right down Romans 8 on these here, we should be led by the Spirit. Romans 8, the 8th chapter of Romans is, is one of the phenomenal books in the Bible, one of my favorites, but then again, they're all my favorite, but anyway. But it says in Romans 8, 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. There it is again, because it's going to kill you. You know, eating one donut a day is not going to hurt you that bad, but when you start eating 12 a day, it's going to kill you. Because you're in the flesh. And so, so uh, and I have done that before. I hate to tell you all that, but you know what? We all get in the flesh. Pastor Glenn, one of my pastors, I got two or three pastors, and he was on a fast, and he'd been doing good. He's about two days into it. I'm on a fast, and he's walking through the house, and he sees a bag of those little baby Snickers bars, and those are his favorite. And he just plopped down in the chair and started eating them. And he was all the way through the bag, and he goes, I'm on a fast. He had to repent. God didn't strike him with lightning because he was fasting. Being led by the Spirit, and, you know, God, God wants you to be led by the Spirit, when, and he'll have you fast. He'll have you fast the TV. Wait a minute, i got to watch my show. You have no excuse not to watch your show. You can record it nowadays. You ought to fast. You ought to fast food. You ought to fast, you know, fast. And, but fast, get into the Word. If you fast food and don't get in the Word, you're going to diet. Yeah, got to get into the Word and build your spirit, man, because 
Your flesh is going to grumble, 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 but you say, shut up. Somebody lost a lot of weight. Their parent was a minister, and they said, well, what did you learn? They learned I wasn't going to starve to death. I, st- I always felt like I'm going to starve to death. I'm hungry. You're not going to starve to death. It's your flesh telling you that. Remember when you was a kid or your kid said, I'm starving. You just ate three hours ago. You got another, you know, probably a week before you die. That's, that's just the way our flesh is. Now, water is a little bit different. You may have three days, but we should be led by, in verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Come on, if you're a child of God, then you need to be led by God. We're the, we're the children of God. We should expect to be led by God. Trouble is, we're just bouncing through life, and we don't ever ask God. How about starting a day? Okay, lead me today. Guide me today. Help me today. Help me discern things. Help me show me things. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll show you things to come. That means you just kind of in your mind's eye, I don't need to go that way. I'm going to go this way today. I'm early. I'm going to go this way to work. And you find out there was Rick. Whether you'd been in or not, it's not the question, but you'd been backed up for an hour and you'd been late for work. And then you'd really been in the flesh because, you know, you get in that traffic on 81 and you backed up for 15 miles. That's your flesh. So, but if you endeavor, you know, when I travel, I'm saying, do I even need to go? But which way do I need to go? Guide me today. Do I need to get off here? You know, just be looking and asking God. How hard is that? Then let's practice it. Let's look, let's look. Uh, and number six, and then we're going to go to some things. Our spirit affirms that we are the children of God. Um, you ought to have a knowing that you know that you know that you're a child of God. You ought to know that your spirit, man, in your spirit, you're a child of God. Not up here. Well, I'm a child of God because I know. No, it's in here that you know. And it'll bear witness. The Bible says that our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm telling you, you ought to have life in peace when you're saved. Hey, I'm a child of God. Romans 8, 15 said, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. I'm not sure I'm saved. That's in your mind. You did not receive that, but you received the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if you keep on reading down there, it says nothing can take you out of the hands of God. But I'm going to add to it. You can take yourself out of the hands of God. I'm not talking about backsliding. I'm talking about rejecting him. And there are very few people that have done that, but there is a rejection where you reject God. Because, see, you can backslide and not not get in the Word, not be led by the Spirit, go and live your life. And then, you know, when you're feeding the hogs and eating the slop, you realize, I had a better life at one time. I need to go back and, you know, ask God to forgive me. Guess what? He will. That's not rejecting Him. That's walking away from it. But totally rejecting Him, that's the scary side. You're in a very gray and even a black area because the Bible does talk about names being blotted out. I'm not preaching fear today. I'm preaching that you can know that you know that you're a child of God. Now, I asked a hard question, and you know how many, y'all, y'all how many answers I got? 
If you're a child of God, when's the last time you were in the Spirit? It went just like this. Now, it is time to start getting in the Spirit and actually asking God for supernatural spiritual things to happen. If we don't start to believe God for super, to supernaturally intervene in our life, then we're living by our own strength. And you're going to fall on your face. And you're going to blame it on God. Well, I'm be, I was led. God told me. Uh-huh. You wouldn't be on your face. That, that's the test, isn't it? And so as we're reading this, as we're hearing this, uh, we'll always operate in our soul, in our flesh, in our own strength. But the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your strength, your soul, your spirit. Everything is everything belongs to Him, right? So here's a spiritual truth that I want you to start with. Everybody with me? A spiritual truth. Can you begin to thank God for things that you need in your life before you have them? Tuesday morning in prayer, I asked Clayton, I said, Clayton, can you thank God for things you don't have? He looked at me like, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I said, okay, Clayton, are you going to heaven? He goes, yes, sir, I'm going to heaven. I said, do you have heaven right now? He goes, nope. But the Bible calls it our blessed hope. And I said, but you can thank God for heaven, can't you? He goes, yep. I thank God for heaven. I thank God for heaven. But there was a man telling a story about thanking God for things that you don't have. And his mama was a godly woman. They were givers, but they were poor. But they loved God with all their heart. And, and it's come supper time and called all the kids in. Back in the day, we just we stayed outside till the mama rang the bell or call, called you in. And said, we, there was like seven or eight of us. We all sat around the table and we look and there's nothing on the table. There's nothing on the plates. And mama said, everybody sit down. We're going to thank God for this meal. And he said, mama has lost it. He's about eight years old, back in the 30s, 40s, whatever. Mama has lost it, you know. My wife and I rode the same bus uh, for a while uh, when we were growing up. And there were certain kids got on the bus, and you could tell what they had. They had bacon and potatoes every morning. You know, I mean, we was poor, but at least I had some cereal and toast. But they had potatoes every morning. Nothing wrong with that, but that's all they had. And you knew what they ate because they smelled like bacon and potatoes, bacon grease. They didn't eat bacon. They ate bacon grease. And he said, we was poor. And there was nothing in the cabinet, nothing. And they sat around the table, and Mama said, bow your heads, kids. Father, we thank you for this food. We thank you for this meal. We thank you for the blessing of this meal. By faith, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And we're sitting there looking at each other. Now what? There was a knock on the door. And this person was standing there with a bag of groceries. See, that's, that's part of getting in the Spirit. Not, well, what we're going to do, what we're going to do. I had a youth that went to Bible school. And he says, Daddy and Mama had money. But he said, no, I'm in Bible school. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to learn to trust God. And he got down where he had one can of groceries in the cabinet. And he could have called Daddy. Daddy, I need some money. And Daddy would have dished it out. And Mama especially because, you know, they don't want their baby boy starving. But he said, no, I'm trusting you, God. 
I'm trusting you. You know what I need. I'm in Bible school. I can't work, but I'm trusting you to help me. I want you to, I'm, I'm trying to learn to trust you with everything I have. I have. And lo and behold, he came in after Bible school that day, and there was groceries there at the door. Somebody had dropped groceries off, and he didn't tell anybody what he was believing for. I'm not saying that, you know what, if you have the wherewithal, he's in Bible school. He's believing God and learn to trust God. They're, they're, you're supposed to work for your food. That's what the Bible teaches. But there are times to trust him. Learn how to trust him. Learn how to trust him for a better job. Learn how to trust him for increase in a job. And it may come by work. Learn how to trust him. Sure, he can, just, he can, he can bring it to your doorstep. Yeah, that's awesome, but that ain't the way God always operates. I'm telling you these stories that you need to get in the Spirit and that you'll recognize God every day. Oh, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. That's God. That's God. And then don't go blabbing it. That's your life with God. He'll tell you when to tell it. He'll tell you when to share it. But if all you do is blab, 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 people are going to look at you like you're crazy. Because it's not their life, it's your life. And they'll talk you out of the blessing. They'll talk you out of serving God. I had a kid called to the ministry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I had a kid called to the ministry, and he went to college, and the professor he respected talked him out of serving Jesus. You don't need to go to church. God ain't real. All that. And he walked away. He became the prodigal. He walked away because he let somebody talk him out of it. Man, this salvation is precious. You hold it close. You hold it close. It's yours and God's. And then when God tells you to share it, he'll tell you to share it, and he'll tell you when to share it and who to share it with. And it'll be an eye-opening experience for them because your testimony, it helps you to overcome, but it also helps somebody else overcome. Amen? So bow your heads today. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, Today's the day of salvation. Will you ask him to come into your life? Will you give him your heart? Will you give him your all? If you never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you accept him today? Will you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett? I see your hand. anyone else so if you're here and, and you, you've, got, you've been born again and God's done things, touched your life I want you to pray with us too because I want you to begin with your own mouth to activate the spirit of God in your life see what's so awesome is some of you have kids and that little baby is just as much spirit as you are and your three and four and five-year-old, they're a spirit. Your teenagers are spirit. They may be living on hormones, but they're still a spirit man. So pray with me. Say, Father, I commit my life to you, fresh and new. I believe that Jesus died for me, for my sins, for me to have life and peace. I believe that he rose again for my victory. So Lord, thank you for opening my eyes to learn to walk in the Spirit that I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, that I will be strong 
in the Lord and in the power of his might that you would teach me to hear your voice and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. So stir in me, Lord. Light a fire in me. In Jesus' name, amen.